We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean, we have to make a quick pivot, sir. We got to make a quick pivot. But I knew this was going to happen. The timing was just a little bit off, but it's fine. We're flexible here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. 2025, Winter Garden, Florida, West Orange, safety. Ivan Taylor has officially committed to the University of Notre Dame, Sean. Finalists, uh, his finalists, I believe, were included were Florida State, Michigan, Tennessee, Wisconsin, among a couple others. USC was also included in that conversation as well. Ivan picks the fighting Irish, Sean. So obviously we're gonna we're gonna flip this now to a little bit of a commitment show. We didn't want to stream it live for you all because again, we want kids to have their moments. We don't want to take it away from them. And if we stream it live on YouTube, that means that you all know that Ivan Taylor is committing to the University of Notre Dame because we are a Notre Dame channel, obviously. But big news, Sean, six foot. 175 pounds. Of course, he is the son of former Pittsburgh Steeler great Ike Taylor. Comes from a great family as well. But Notre Dame, Sean, gets another player out of the state of Florida. A young man that is rated within the top 35 players in the 2025 class overall by multiple platforms. Huge get for the Fighting Irish here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows, and you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, game time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Let me tell you something, man. We can talk about it now. This was like the hardest news because, you know, I, I think we both love this kid. Double R, this was like the hardest news to keep a straight face about doing the last two recruiting hour shows, right? Because we would talk about Ivan Taylor, and it's like, all right, let me keep a straight face because I don't want to let anything slip out the bag. But, yo, this is great, great news, right? And remember, I've been saying, like, yo, 23 class was great. 24 class, I think, is underrated, in my opinion. But the 25 class, I I kept saying, like, yo, this 25 class has a chance to be Marcus Freeman's best class. Yep. And this is just building upon that narrative, you know, narrative that, you know, I guess IB and LL, you know, are known for narratives. But um, no. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. But uh, no, it is – it's fantastic, man. I love this guy's film. I'm excited to see. I think he's a chess piece on yes. the defensive side of the ball. I think oh, we'll, he's a we'll, young... we'll get there, Sean. We'll get there. We watch a little bit of film in a little yeah. bit. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a chess piece. And we've been asking about that, right? Whether offensively or defensively, whether it's development or guys that immediately show up like a Kyle Hamilton and they are chess pieces. That's that's the that's the next step for Notre Dame. Right, because we have good players at the yes. University of Notre Dame. Don't there's talent at the University of Notre Dame. When you look at the top elite teams that are winning and contending for championships, they have chess pieces on both sides of the ball, and that's the next step or one of the next steps for Notre Dame. So, Sean, we're going to get into a little bit of the backstory here because, guys, this isn't like a very like expansive story right like it's really not this was Notre Dame's to lose for a long time here for the last couple months really but Sean this is basically how how this guy went right 
Ivan Taylor being the player he is, despite being the player he is, Sean, I have a great story for you, by the way, from his coach, which uh, it, it blew me away. This young man, who is a son of a former NFL player, a pro ball player too. Ike Taylor was a really good football player mm-hmm. and also a consensus four-star, a top 35 player by multiple platforms in the 2025 class. Despite that, you know what he did this offseason, Sean? Hmm. He didn't have an offer from the University of Notre Dame, so he went up and camped at the University of Notre Dame, did so well that obviously he got an offer from the University of Notre Dame. And since then, Things have been in a great place. He has taken four visits to Notre Dame. He made a two-game swing during the season. He went to the Pittsburgh game. Then he went to the Wake Forest home game in two times in three weeks, right? And he has been to Notre Dame more than, I think, just about any school. I think Florida State he may have visited maybe a little bit more, but also he's a Florida kid, so like context there, right? But... Great backstory, and I had Ivan Taylor on the podcast last week or the week before, somewhere in that ballpark, where he talked about that his dad actually didn't want him to come up and visit Notre Dame. It was his mom that pushed mm-hmm. him to come visit Notre Dame because he thought because she thought that it could fit him potentially. Like it makes sense that fit, and Notre Dame has had an ally in Ivan Taylor's mom for a while now, right? So as soon as they went up. They came back during the summer. They've been up multiple times. Honestly, Sean, at no point could I have told you who, if you asked me who was the second number two team in Ivan Taylor's recruitment, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. He threw the finalist list up there. I'm just like, yeah, like Louisville doesn't have a shot there. Florida State doesn't have a shot there. And obviously at that point, I had already known that he had committed to the University of Notre Dame. Funny backstory. When I had him on the podcast, Sean, this is hilarious. Are you ready for this? So, I finished up the interview with Ivan, and of course, he was already committed to Notre Dame at that point. He committed several weeks ago, and this was his decision dates, right? Mm-hmm. So I finished the interview, and I'm just – because I left it very general, you know, like how's recruiting, like Notre Dame, blah, blah, blah. Afterwards, I'm like, awesome, man. I really appreciate it. And he's like, he's like, Mr. Roberts. He calls me Mr. Roberts, which makes me feel really old, by the way. <laughs> he's like, he's like um, I don't know if you know this. But I'm I'm committing to Notre Dame on December first. I'm like Ivan. I've known that for a week, man. But thank you so much for trusting me with that information. Thank you so much, right? So obviously, he let me know. I knew it was already happening. Notre Dame lands a big, big commitment because Sean. Why is this big for Notre Dame? Right? Let's talk about the impact here for a second. I'll talk about backstory. it. Talk yeah. about it. One. You get a top-ranked player in the 2025 class at a position of need. Notre Dame next year at safety, it's going to be a little thin, man. They might have to go to the portal this offseason for a safety, just for depth purposes. They might have to do that. Notre Dame needs more high-impact safeties because we've talked about it. 2024, you ended up with a pretty good three-man class with Bronte Johnson, with Tabron Benny Powell, with Kennedy Urlacher, but we know the process was not good. It wasn't. They missed on so many guys. And then you talk about the... Peyton Bowen fiasco the year before, and then Brandon Hillman not being able to get into school and having to go up to Michigan. Safety recruiting has been a mess over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But you now get not only a big-time player, but the top recruit that Chris O'Leary has gotten by a landslide at this point at the safety position. You also get another Florida kid as well. You now have three Florida players in the state of 2025, including Justin Thurman running back 
out of Tampa Jesuit, and Davion Dixon out of Miami Palmetto. Three Florida players, which is the most that Notre Dame's had in, in some time now. Of the 10 commits in the class for Notre Dame, Sean, I'm going to hit you with a stat, and I just want your immediate reaction. 10 commits in the class. Six of them for Notre Dame are from the Southeast. 60% isn't, of your class is from the Southeast right now. 60%. Isn't that, isn't that a place where Notre Dame was told they, you're not welcome down here? You're not welcome in Texas. You're not welcome in Alabama. You're not welcome in Louisiana. You're not welcome in Florida. And their staff has pretty much said, no, we're going to go where we want to go to get the best players that fit this program. And that is, I, I, we talk about this every week. The strength of this program and staff is that they really are. Some staffs don't have a clue as to what's going wrong or what's the weakness. This staff adjusts. Doesn't mean that they haven't made mistakes. They don't make mistakes. But they don't wait to adjust and rectify when it becomes apparent to them. And that's been the strength. And I think we've seen that from class to class. Like we look in the 23 class with the way things went down with certain players that didn't stay in the class. And you saw those things kind of rectified in 24. Notre Dame was willing to just move on from guys. Like, dude, we're not we're not playing this game. We're just not gonna play the long on. game. No. Yep. In 25, now some of the things that they didn't do in 24, which might have been let's get on some of these guys a little bit earlier. They did that. Yep. Because it was something that cost them a little bit in the 24 class. So they learned with each cycle. And that's why I say the 25 class might end up being the best class under this staff and under Marcus Freeman because they learn from their mistakes and they rectify those mistakes and move on very quickly. So that's something to be excited about as far as the building of talent on this roster moving forward. Yeah. Sean, I, I, and I would say this too, outside of uh, the obvious fits in this class in 2025 and with the program moving forward for Ivan Taylor, the great talent that he is, he's also a great kid, mm-hmm. really great kid. I, I said, he you know, called me Mr. Roberts. That's kind of joking aside for a mm-hmm. second, Sean, great story. And I wanted to share this. I have an interview that's coming out with his head coach where, so he went to UCF right? Central Florida. He mm-hmm. camped there this, this, um, he camped there this off season, Sean, he went there and you know, when they give the recruits questionnaires before they work out and they do the camp stuff, there's a section where you write down your offers. Okay. There's a section. And I want to tell you this before I finish this is that Ivan Taylor has over 50 offers, over 50 scholarship offers. How many do you think he wrote down, Sean? Mm. He wrote down six. Close enough, mm. though. Mm. After the camp, the UCF head coach or the UCF coach, I, I forget if it was a position coach or not, they called his head coach at Winter Garden or West yeah. Orange, excuse me, and was like, hey, coach, is is this right? Like, he only has six offers? Like, we watched yeah. him. Like, kid's really good. And then he's like, no, that's just how Ivan is. <laughs> that's just how Ivan is. He doesn't like the attention, and his coach was very honest about this. He didn't like, and he doesn't like recruiting. Yeah. Doesn't like it. He doesn't like being the center of attention. He likes playing football, which makes total sense because he barely ever posts on Twitter. He only has like 1.4 thousand followers at this point. This is not a kid that wants this a- 
added attention on his plate necessarily. Yeah. Great fit, Sean. I think he's just a tremendous fit. We always talk about the player, and we'll get into the film later because I think the film is fantastic, and I think that he could help Notre Dame at multiple positions that you already hit on as well. But at the end of this conversation, I think that he's a great fit personally as well. He's a very soft-spoken, just a really humble kid. By the way, I have another interview coming out. I talked to I, I dropped this a little bit earlier, Sean. I talked to Deuce Knight this morning on the phone talking about Ivan Taylor and his fit in the class. And we have another article coming out there. And it was the same thing that Deuce Knight had told me was, and I already knew this because I've talked to Ivan now several times, but said Ivan is very soft-spoken. And he's just a good dude, man. Like he's just a really good dude. And he even joked that like he tries to get him to play on Fortnite. And I was just like, I I'm not very good at Fortnite. I don't know if that's a good idea for me to play on Fortnite, but a really good young man, which I think, I think Notre Dame obviously needs these types of kids, Sean, the humble assassins of highly ranked players, the kids that are absolute fits at the university of Notre Dame. Tremendous pickup, man. It just really is from every vantage point. I just kind of want to emphasize that it's not just about the player, which matters obviously most, but it's also, he's going to be a great locker room kid. He's going to be a leader. Just a good football player, man. Just a really, really good football player. Yeah. I had to ask him about his, him and his dad's uh, sneaker slash boot game, too. Because the picture they took at Notre Dame on the visit, the, the Wheat Tims were absolutely amazing. It, his, his dad's fit was like, and I actually tweeted about it, like, yeah, everybody's talking about the picture and the visit. I'm, I'm, I'm on these Wheat Tims, though. Like, that's. That's clean. That might not mean anything to you, Double R, but that's very impressive to me. Like, I'm, okay. not, I'm not the person to talk about sneakers it's, with. Man. It's not too I mean, many, yeah. not too many Florida kids you see, uh-huh. like in love with a nice boot game. Well, you I know guess. why, Sean? You know why? He spent a large portion of his life living in Pittsburgh. Mm. So he's he's not really a Florida kid. He's a Pittsburgh kid that moved down to Florida after dad's playing career was over. That's more of the situation here. Yeah. I'm, I, I have to get towards the end of it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll love to hear him talk about that. But other than yeah. that, look, chess piece. Yes. Flat out. And yeah. everybody, some people have him top 100. Some people have him top 250. Look, he flies under the radar because of the type of kid he is. If he was one of these kids that just wanted to be at every camp and, you know, make sure he builds up his ranking. I mean, that means so much to me, though, right? It really does. I mean, because Notre Dame now has multiple kids in this class that were not offered until they worked out at the University of Notre Dame. Because you talk about Justin Thurman that I mentioned was not offered until he he worked out at Notre Dame. Actually, he came and worked out after he got offered. But then Daniel Anderson was another one, Sean, out of Arkansas, the running back that we've talked to. He was not Mm -hmm. offered before he camped at Notre Dame, and he balled out. So, yeah, man, I, I think this is a big pickup for Notre Dame. Let's talk about the class impact, right? Because this matters a lot to me. Mm-hmm. 2025 class now has 10 commits in there, Sean. Okay, so you have Deuce Knight quarterback. You have running backs Justin Thurman and Daniel Anderson. Mm-hmm. You now have tight end James Flanagan. You have defensive linemen Joseph Reef, CJ May, Davion Dixon. You have hybrid player defensive end linebacker Dominic Hulak. You have Cree Thomas, cornerback, and now you have Ivan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Class impact is 
first safety in the class, right? Which is big. As of today, Notre Dame is visualizing in the secondary. We've talked about this before. Three corners, two safeties is kind of where they want to go as of today. Obviously, that could change with transfer portal and all that type of conversation, right? That could always change. But first safety in the class, big one, obviously. Highly recruited kid, big-time player, great. Also, Sean, I would argue this, and I want to hear your perspective on this. Notre Dame is putting together a really good class. They got some really highly rigged players. James Flanagan is a top 150 kid by multiple platforms. CJ May is a a borderline top 100 player by multiple platforms. Deuce Knight is a borderline elite five-star type of player. This, though, because if I asked you before today, who would you have said if I said who is the most important player that is committed to the University of Notre Dame in 2025? Who would your answer be? Who's the guy that sells? Who's the guy you look at and say that's the ringleader of this class in 2025? It, it's it, uh, you know, sometimes you outthink yourself. It, yes. it's, it's Deuce Knight. It's Deuce Knight. Yeah, yeah it's Deuce yeah. Knight. On the on the offensive side of the football, it's Deuce Knight. Deuce Knight. He's the yeah. Pied Piper. He's the beacon. He's the the symbol. Whatever terminology you want to throw there, that's the guy that you look at and say that's our dude, right? Mm-hmm. On the defensive side of the football, I think you have. A lot of good football players already, right? You have CJ May, who I think is a really talented player out of the state of Alabama. You mm-hmm. have Davion Dixon, who I think is a real good player out of the state of Florida. You have Dominic Kulak, who I'm a higher on than some Notre Dame fans. I'll just put that out there in the universe. Cree Thomas, who's a good player out of the state of Arizona. But is there an elite player that was committed to Notre Dame on the defensive side of the football before today? I'm not sure. I wouldn't say elite, very good players, borderline top 100 players in a couple cases, but was there an elite player? Was there a guy that's a symbol of a class defensively? I'm not sure that guy was there yet, but I will argue this, and I would love to hear if you agree or disagree or anything else in between. Mm-hmm. I think Ivan Taylor could be that guy. I think you look at him and say, that is the leader of our defensive class. That's the guy for us. For different reasons, right? Because yes. his personality is totally different than Deuce. But I totally agree with that, right? It's multiple paths to success. And having that successful guy to be that leader for the defensive part of that class, I absolutely agree. Yeah, I can see him. I can see him sitting in that seat. And it actually will be a perfect compliment to Dukes. Because as a class, it's really only one guy that sits at the top. Just yep. like the guy in that class. Yep. Right? So you don't need anybody else now that Deuce is that guy at the top. Now you take somebody on the defense side of the ball that's like kind of toke. It's almost like the way Drake Bowen went about his business. Sure. Yeah. As the leader of the 23 class. He wasn't that guy that was the biggest personality. But in the background, he was definitely. Really respectful. And then when he got on the field, it was a different cat, right? Mm -hmm. Like different, different cat. Nicest kid in the world. I remember meeting Drake for the first time down in San Antonio, you know, in person. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, yes, sir. No, sir. Like he was one of those kids, you know? And I'm just like that dude. Because then you turn on his film, Sean, you're like, that's a nasty dude, man. Like, I don't want to mess with him, right? Like, I don't want to do that. But. Yeah, I, I think that you hit on that perfectly. I think it's a good balance of personalities as well. I don't think we mm-hmm. talk about that enough. Now let's talk, though, Sean, because we're going to watch film in a minute here. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. 
Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. Positionally, if we're talking about Ivan Taylor and where he can potentially fit for Notre Dame. Because like I said, safety recruits, he's a safety commit in the class for Notre Dame. But I would argue that he can do a lot of different things for you. Mm -hmm. A whole lot. Would I be shocked if early on in Ivan Taylor's career, if there was a need at nickel? If they're like, hey, Ivan, you got the nickel spot, and then you'll be a safety long-term, would I be shocked if he was a field safety with the way that he can come down and play and play in the run game? No. Would I be shocked if he was a boundary safety and he could rotate to the middle of the field a ton and play a little bit more from depth? I would not. You know what's funny, Sean? There were several teams that were still recruiting Ivan Taylor to play outside corner. Yeah. Several. Several. This kid is a movable chess piece on the back end, which you talked about, Sean. This kid can do a little bit of everything. I do. I'm trying to think of, would you agree? Because we both believe in coaching and development, and it is paramount, especially in college football, especially in college football. Talent and chess pieces make coaches look better. There are a lot, hey, let me tell you something, man. Jimbo Fisher is sitting on 76 million of a buyout because of Jameis Winston. Flat out. Two years with Jameis Winston. That man can go home and sit on 76 million and relax. Not to say Jimbo isn't a good offensive mind or a good coach, but something about having a an elite player makes that coaching look better. Nick Saban, you can call him the greatest coach in the history of college football if you want to. You're not saying that without the great players he's had. Sure. They've made him look even better. Yeah. So this is, if you think the staff defensively has done a great job of coaching and development, which based upon the last two years, who wouldn't say that right now at this point? So you, we feel pretty safe saying, hey, you know what? Xavier Watts is, man, we brought him over from wide receiver. Oh, he's turned into a pretty good safety. Like, yeah, yo, if he came out this year, he might be second round. Yeah, yeah top very, 100 at least. Yeah, yeah top 100. Yeah. You know, if he comes back, he might improve upon that. He could. Right? This is, yo, so Chris O'Leary, good job. DJ yeah. Brown played the best ball he's played. In his time at Notre Dame. 
I didn't notice DJ down the stretch, Sean, and that's like the biggest. Like you made that happen because you noticed DJ for the wrong reasons far too often. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yep. We've seen, you know, the young defensive line. You know, a lot of people took took shots at the defensive line coach last year. This year, it's been a little bit quiet on that home front. Sure. Right. Oh man, Howard Cross. Oh, okay, Riley Mills. <laughs> I'll see what you guys are doing. All right, cool. When you know that that type of coaching exists in Notre Dame, getting pieces like Ivan Taylor are going to make them look even better. Yes. Because you, that's what chess pieces do yep. to good coaching. They make the coaching look even better. Sure and do. I think that's what's happening. I think the 24th class offensively has a chance to do that for the offensive coaches. You know, you have some chess pieces, in my opinion in the 24 class and we'll see but yo i remember the first time i turned on this film and <laughs> maybe you can explain it better than me because you watch okay. a lot more film than me right. there's a tendency when you turn on film of a young man whose dad played in the nfl that mm -hmm. you expect to see certain things immediately sure you know because of who their dad was or is Sure. Yeah. And it's like you kind of have to take a step back and go, let me roll through that again. It's almost like listening to a song again. Like that, right, that, that, that's what we call preconceived bias in yes. scouting community, yes. Sean. Yes, yes, you have those preconceived notions. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So you have to fight through that. And then yep. you start to find these little things like, oh man, this kid is really versatile. Oh, I love these, I love his hips. Like, yo, this kid can play outside like oh it's not a disadvantage if he has to go out one-on-one -on -one with a tight end no. like if he okay if we have to put him in a slot stick brock bowers like okay i feel comfortable with that yep. i feel comfortable with him being able to take away the best player or the chess piece on the other team or early slow him down maybe take him away down. Is too strong but slow him down for sure absolutely yep but heck i mean yeah i guess you're right slow him down you're right you're right but that, that's what you get with this young man. And we don't want to overstate, but we're just talking about really the upside that we see from this young man and his impact. And having that, because I'm interested in hearing, we saw the impact of Thomas Harper. Yes. Who, who, in my opinion, gave a lot of stability to the slot position, which was a huge question mark. It was. Like we knew we had Cam, we knew we had Ben Morrison, but I was like, who's playing slot? Like, is Clarence Lewis going to play slot, right? Or is Jay Mickey going to be moved to slot? Do we really put a true freshman and Christian Christian Gray into that difficult situation? And you get Thomas Harper, and it was like all of that went away. Yep. And it was like, okay, we don't have to worry about that, right? And of course, they targeted. You know, Thomas Harper, most teams tried to target him. Why? Look at the two dudes you have outside. I'm, yo, if you're going to pick your poison, yes, that's the guy we want to go at. So I think that the ability for him to solve multiple, look, man, when you can do multiple things with the same players on the field, and when teams run different packages out and you can stick to the guys that you have on the field because the guys on the field can do a lot of different things, that's yep. such a huge advantage in today's football with the multiplicity of offense and 
spread offenses and people wanting to pass the ball 60% of the time. And the game is continuing to go in that direction. It's not going to change. We can't overstate the chess piece. And we're talking about him before the coaching. Because we've seen the development at the safety position. Yeah. So I'm super excited to see Ben Minich. I'm super excited to see Adon Schuler. I'm super excited to see Ivan Taylor. I'm super excited to see Cree Thomas. Hopefully to see Xavier Watts come back, ideally as well. would be great. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, there is room to grow for Mm -hmm. Xavier Watts. Yes. But you can't – we talk about this all the time. Xavier Watts is a playmaker. If Xavier Watts had stayed in the wide receiver room, I have no doubt that Xavier Watts would have become a playmaker. He would have found a way to make plays. He has a nose for the football, right? Yep. And I think he was a much more physical player this year than we've seen in the past. Especially so, down the stretch. Especially absolutely. down the stretch. Yep. So, yo, by the time Ivan Taylor gets in and he develops, we could be talking about potentially, like you said, top 50 to 100 player forecasting when you know when it's time for him to make a decision to go to the NFL and at that safety position um Notre Dame has not been able to Notre Dame has really good safeties in the NFL but they're like years apart like literally Notre Dame could have two of the five best safeties in the NFL this year because Harrison Smith has been fantastic uh, he always is. Yep. And I think he he matches with what they're, what Brian Flores wants to do. Like what Brian Flores likes to do, quick decisions and smart safeties when you're putting a lot of pressure, that's Harrison Smith. It all That fits him. Like that's perfect for him. They literally have two of the top five safeties in the NFL. That's arguable. You can argue that with him and Kyle Hamilton. But in between those guys, that's a huge gap in between those guys and their time in Notre Dame. What else? Right. Notre Dame has a chance now, excuse me, to kind of go on a run yep. of putting in top 50 to 100 safeties into the NFL, and that's going to bode well for recruitment down the Absolutely. road. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's. I think safety – because, Sean, I think you make a great point. I don't think many people question if Chris O'Leary is a good coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that's pretty mm-hmm. consensus. I mean mm-hmm. – he did a very good job with Xavier Watts, obviously, in the transition. I think he did a really good job, obviously, with even DJ Brown, Houston Griffith, like making those guys who are not great football players look serviceable, right, mm-hmm. and, and be able to do that. So I, I think that he is a good coach. I would agree with that 100%. And if he can bring in more guys like Ivan Taylor as a good coach, then we're talking about them being developed into a very, very good safety room in the NFL long term. So. Yeah, I, I think we're on the same page there, man. Movable chess piece, but a safety that can do a lot of it. The, the word that you use, multi, multi, multiplicity, right? Mm-hmm. Mul- he's a very multiplicative football player. He can do a mm-hmm. lot of different things, Sean, a lot of different things. So let's watch some film, and then we'll get into a little bit of what's next for Notre Dame for Ivan Taylor. So I'm going to pull up his junior year highlights because, again, this is a 2025 kid. If you think he's good already – He's only going to be good 
he's only going to be better next yeah. year, right? Like he's yeah. only going to be better. So let's pull up Ivan Taylor's junior season highlights. Again, he is out of West Orange in Winter Garden, Florida. Very talented football player here, Sean, which will, hey man, when you see something you like, Sean, you just, <laughs> you shout it out, sir, because there's a lot to like on Ivan Taylor's film, man. Here he is playing uh, strong side safety here. And I think you see that short area quickness, the ability to really kind of mirror and match in man coverage. Here he's a corner. Again, mirror matching on a little bit of a pivot route with the pass breakup. Sean, he can play man coverage against pretty much anybody, which makes him incredibly valuable to a team. Mm -hmm. Because of what they're going to face, right? And it's not so much, let's say, next year's schedule. And that's not because he won't be here. The elite teams. And I, I keep saying Brock Bowers because to me that's like a chess piece. Oh yeah, that jump or Marvin Harrison Jr. But I don't think you would put him on the number one receiver on a team. So more than likely he's going to face someone along the lines of a Brock Bowers. That's a tight end. You know, you know end. what you know what I call I would call him Sean. This is just what I usually um, call these players that are a little bit versatile with their alignment in man uh-huh. coverage. Yeah, they're matchup negators, right? Because yeah. offensively. You're trying to create matchups, right? You're trying to create mm-hmm. advantageous situations for you. And I think Ivan Taylor is a guy that can be a matchup negator for teams, what they're trying to do for you offensively. You want to line your best player up in, in the slot? Cool. You want to line him up outside? Cool. He can kind of mirror match just about anybody, which I think makes him really, really valuable. Yeah. So when you talk about that, you know, I look at this film. I do. Like I said, his reps at cornerback, were just as impressive as his reps at safety. And the anticipation. Anticipation is a word that a lot of people don't apply to safety. But it's huge. Yep. It's huge. Your eyes, your anticipation, and a lot of that is recognition pre-snap. Like, what do you see? And you could tell it's a benefit to have someone that's been in the game and a kid that's been around the game because they pick up certain things that other people just don't pick up. And it becomes part of them. It's just who they are, right? It's almost like DNA. Like, dude, I find myself, as I get older, doing some of the same little things that my grandfather did. He didn't teach me how to do it, but we have same, some of the same quirks. It's in the DNA. And so you talk about have a pro, a pro bowler as a dad. It's just certain movements and certain things that are just part of who you are as a player. That's just, it's DNA. And unfortunately, other people don't have that, right? So when you talk about the nuance mixed with the physical ability and then the knowledge, because you know he's had conversations with his dad about the game. You know he's been coached up about the game, right? He gets coached up, and then he goes home, and his dad on a game where he's probably had two blocks, uh, two PBUs, an interception, and a forced fumble, and his dad is sitting there at the table like, yeah, you know you didn't messed up, right? You know you didn't do this right. You know your technique wasn't right on that play. See, that type of stuff is the type of stuff that a Bryce Young gets, that he gets, and other players that Notre Dame, whether it's the 24, 25, 26 class, are going to be locked into. That's so beneficial, man. It's what It's what Ben Morrison came in ready from day one in the fall, ready to contribute. Because he had certain things that were just part of his DNA. 
that you can't teach, that you as a defensive back coach, you try to get across to kids. And when you see kids that automatically have it, man, it's a blessing. And it makes your job as a coach much easier. So when you see a kid that understands multiple positions from a technical standpoint and understands the game and sees the game from those two, because those are two totally different point of views, right? Mm -hmm. Two totally different point of views. I'm sorry. Playing shortstop and playing third base is two different things. No doubt. Playing right field and playing left field, the ball, the way it comes at you, it's, it's two different things. And when you can, you have someone that's able to play multiple positions at a high level, man, the word blessing is the first thing that comes to mind, right? Thank you, mom, for loving Notre Dame. Thank you, Ivan, for being the type of kid you are, type of young man you are that fits Notre Dame. And, and dad, thank you for listening to his mom and his son. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Man. Thank you. You're not, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. I mean – Sean, I feel like we always come back to that though, right? As far as like how often is it just like the mom played such a pivotal pivotal role in someone coming to Notre Dame? It happens all the time, man. And and literally, Ivan may have never visited Notre Dame without his mom, without his mom pushing that that envelope. So yeah, man. Thankful for Mrs. Taylor for making that happen. And obviously, you guys see if you're watching with us live on YouTube. Pretty dang good football player. You've seen him line up in the slot already. You've seen him play outside. You've seen him play both field and boundary safety. You've seen mm-hmm. him rotate down in the in run support. That's the craziest thing about him too, Sean, is he's only about 170, 175 pounds right now. And he comes up in the run game, man, with violence and force. Like he is not afraid to get his nose dirty. He's not, which tells me he's a safety probably long-term just with this play style, you know, like probably. Look. You know that secondary with Troy P, uh, his dad, Ryan Clark, all of those guys brought the wood. And they were all small and skinny. Well, Troy was a little bit bigger, but he was short, short in stature. But they weren't like the most physically imposing defensive backfield. But everybody brought the wood when they arrived at the ball. So that's a mentality. That's like you grow up. That's the game. That's yes. what I'm talking. You know, he just picks that up because that's the game. That's that's the way he knows. He doesn't know any other way to play the game. Like this is how you play the game. Whether I'm a cornerback or safety, physical play is how you play football. And yo, this is. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Would you would you say in the last two years? Is there a more impactful commitment as safety than than Ivan Taylor? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Okay. I didn't want to jump off. I didn't get want to get ahead of my, my skis. Because this this is the thing about the Ivan Taylor commitment. Bronte Johnson was going to come to Notre Dame if he could academically qualify. Mm-hmm. He was going to come to Notre Dame. There was no mm-hmm. doubt about that. And you know what he did when he was able to academically qualify, Sean? Came to Notre Dame. <laughs> that was it, man. That's that's it. He wanted to be at Notre Dame. Ivan Taylor is a Florida kid who's a top-ranked kid. He's also ranked a lot higher than Bronte is. I think I think Bronte's got probably as much upside as Ivan in a different role, but like 
Ivan brings such a high floor to the table too, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's kind of that really good balance, but yeah, I mean, it was not a foregone conclusion that you were ever going to get Ivan Taylor early on in the recruiting process. It was a foregone conclusion that as long as Bronte handled the stuff in the classroom that he needed to handle, he was going to end up with Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. So yeah, I think it's the most impactful one because he wasn't a player that was necessarily a shoe in for you to get. He also is coming from a place that you've had trouble recruiting the state of Florida, and he's a very highly ranked player. So yeah, man. I think that it you, that is very fair of you to say that this is the most impactful safety recruit that Notre Dame has had since Kyle Hamilton. I think that's very fair. I I can't think of somebody more highly acclaimed and with the higher resume. Like I can't think of a guy. So yeah, I would the, 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 the chat was right. Like I didn't, you know, Aloy Gilman is playing wonderful. Julian yeah. Love is playing wonderful at the safety position. Right, I forget what you. I think Julian was a fourth round pick. Was he third or fourth? I believe he was a fourth round pick. Yep. Yeah, and then Aloy Gilman was sixth. So that was my point. We're not talking about fourth and sixth rounders. Notre Dame has plenty. I said it. Notre Dame has plenty of guys playing safety in the NFL that are playing well. Yep. But fourth and sixth rounders does not move the needle when it comes to recruiting. Absolutely. This is a young man that has a chance to be top fifty. Top 100, and that's what players look at when they look at development. Where are your safeties or where are your position, where your position coach, where are your guys being drafted? Are you getting guys into the first round? Are you getting guys into the second round? Heck, we know Notre Dame can coach. Yeah. Notre Dame consistently has the sixth or seventh most, fifth, sixth or seventh most players in the NFL. Like Notre Dame players are going to go to the NFL and make rosters. Because they've been coached well. That happens. But that elite, like we haven't had, it's been Harrison Smith, Kyle Hamilton, as far as those top 100 players that have gotten drafted at the position, because Julian Love wasn't a safety at Notre Dame. Yep. Well, and Sean, can I say this real quick? Because I'm just following in the chat. Who's your daddy? Notre Dame has signed five-star corners in the past. That is stupid and not true. And everybody else, Please stop responding to who's your daddy because I don't want I'm going to block him in a minute, most likely, but just not responding to him and it'll go away. That's how trolls work. Trust me. I, I, I spent a lot of time on X and Twitter, unfortunately. And if, if you ignore people, they tend to go away. And if they don't, then you block them. Very, very simple, very simple strategy there, right? So, yeah, they've had they've had f- five star corners in the past. It has happened. But anyway, Sean, I think you made a lot of great points, man. I think the last thing that we want to talk about here is. What's next in the 2025 class for Notre Dame, specifically at the safety position? Mm-hmm. You know, now that we're looking at what could potentially happen, because there's a lot of different ways that this could go, Sean. I would say that the there's three guys on the safety board right now that I would say are a little bit higher as far as Notre Dame pushing for and a little bit of the pecking order right now at safety. One is Ethan Long, who's out of Brunswick School in the state of Connecticut. You also have Jadon Blair, who's out of Mount Tabor in the state of North Carolina. And then you have Trey McNutt, who's out of the state of Ohio. Really talented player. Now, I put them in that order because full transparency, and I've been very honest about this. Trey McNutt is is a player that Notre Dame is recruiting and has been on Notre Dame multiple times. But... I don't think that he's very. He don't think he's a realistic option for Notre Dame right now. I think that is definitely a Ohio State type of player, right? Like that's that's my opinion. 
The other two, though, are very reasonable. Very reasonable. Ethan Long, I could definitely see ending up at the University of Notre Dame. I could see Jadon Blair ending up at the University of Notre Dame. Now, the trouble that you're going to get into, or I won't say trouble, it's a good problem to have, is that as of right now, Notre Dame is going to take two safeties in the 2025 class. That's the number. So obviously with Ivan Taylor on the board, that's one. You have basically one spot left open at safety, unless numbers change. And numbers can always change. They can always happen. But so basically you have one spot left open for most likely Ethan Long, Jadon Blair. So it might come down to Sean, who wants to commit first? Who's ready to make the plunge? Because I think Notre Dame likes both safeties very much like at a high level. And what it does is it, you know, keep using chess. Ivan Taylor sets the chessboard at the position, right? Because now you say, okay, (laughs) we got him. Mm -hmm. Now we can just be sit back, be patient, and let this thing play out. Be honest with the guys that have offers and say, hey, you know, it's two spots for three kids. Or it's one spot left for like three guys. Like, hey, this it is what it is. So as you pointed out, it might come down to who decides to commit first. But it's a very advantageous position. It's a position that Georgia constantly puts themselves in, right? With guys. Like, hey, <laughs> you got these other two kids. Like, man, you better you gotta think about that. These other two kids can commit before you know it. And, you know, you want to have that type of, uh, like you said, going into the new year with 10 commits. Ryan, we're talking about half the class being done before the new year. Like before National Signing Day for the 24 class. Well, it it might be a little bit of a bigger 2025 class. Yeah, so that's that, true. That, but I'm, I'm just saying like most classes that you put in the 20s, just yeah, say 20, sure. 21. Sure. Right? So hypothetically. Literally 40, 40%. Let's just say 40% of the class is done. We'll do that. You yep. still have to retain, right? But 40% of the class is done, and who knows? In the month of December, somebody else might jump up and say, hey, I'm ready to commit. Yep. So that percentage might go up. That is a huge advantage. Absolutely. Going into next year for the staff, who would much rather be focusing on retaining than trying to get guys. And – Having those guys locked into the class helps with drawing other great players into the class because kids want to look at who they're going to be playing with. Yep. It makes a huge difference. So, fabulous job. Like, in the midst of everything that's happening right now, yo, give the staff the credit they deserve for what they're putting together in this 25 class. And you technically now have every position accounted for defensively, if you want to count. Because Dominic Hulak, again, he's a he's a hybrid player, right? He could be a linebacker. He could play Viper. He can move around a little bit. But if we're counting him as a linebacker, you now have Davion Dixon as a defensive tackle. You have mm-hmm. two defensive ends in the class as of right now. One in Joseph Reeve could eventually play interior, but we'll see. Obviously, that's down the road with C.J. May, obviously, as well, at defensive end. You also have a linebacker in Dominic Kulak. Mm-hmm. You have a corner in Cree Thomas. 
And you have a safety in Ivan Taylor, Sean. I mean, that's a that's a great start defensively, man. That's a really great start defensively. Notre Dame defensive because that was the one I think the thing that Notre Dame fans who follow recruiting pushed back a little bit on the 2024 class was that the offensive class was stellar, right? Like stellar. You got CJ Carr. You got the two running backs, Kedron Young and Neus Williams. You got the three wide receivers in the class. You have Jack Larson in the class. You have a four-man offensive line class. It's like, that's a stellar offensive class, man. Absolutely mm-hmm. stellar. Defensively, Notre Dame did take a little bit of a gamble on a couple ga- kids as far as like projecting development for. I mean, we've talked about Tabron Benny Powell in the past, right? We've talked about Teddy Rezac. We've talked about Bodie Cahoon. We've talked about a couple of these guys where it's like, the tools are there, but like they're not that yet, right? Mm-hmm. They could be that though. And I think that that's what people like push back on the 2024 class a little bit. 2025, the defense, I mean, because right now, l- let's think about this Deuce Knight, quarterback, two running backs, and you have a tight end offensively. That's your class right now. Now, I expect the offensive class to be very good in the end, especially with Deuce Knight aboard, but ultimately, Right now, the defensive class is off to a great start. Very strong. And it's kind of, I don't want to say reverse the trend, because I think the 2024 class is going to end up being a really good defensive class. But a lot more certainty than what there was in 2024 this time of the year. A lot more mm-hmm. cer- certainty than than a year from a year past at this point for defense. And depending upon the makeup of the classes, we're starting to learn that it could fluctuate, right? Because 23 was, you know, the defense is, Defensive class is really good. The offensive class is okay. Then at 24, it's like, oh, the offensive class is really good. The defensive class is not as good. So from year to year, it, it could fluctuate, you know, based upon, like I said, the leader of the class in 23 was a defensive guy. Leader in the class in the 24 class, offensive guy, CJ Carr. Right, Deuce Knight, offensive guy, twenty-five. So we'll see. It's all about point of view. It's subjective, you know. Because, like you said, I think the twenty-four class, because of the defensive class, is vastly underrated, in my opinion. There are guys that we love in the on defensively in the twenty-four class that other people might look at because of the star system and say, "Well, I don't know." Like, okay, okay. And then, look, a kid from the 23 class, just to stick with safeties, from what we heard and saw in the spring before he got injured, Ben Minnick is going to end up being in the rotation somewhere down the line. Whether it's rotational, special teams, he's going to make an impact because he was a playmaker in high school. That's what he did. Next to a five-star at the same position at his school on his team, he was the one making the big plays at the end of games. And those are type, that's that type of DNA we talk about, man. When guys just find a way to be around the ball and make plays. That's what Drew Tranquil was, right? He's a late addition to the class. Drew, I think Drew was a four-star. I think he was a four-star. He might Drew have been Tranquil? a three-star. I, I, yeah. I, I think he was a three, but maybe rose to a four late on yeah. at least one platform. I think it's something like that, yeah. Because he was committed to Western Michigan at one point, yeah. right? So, yeah. But Drew ended up playing, like, game one yeah. for the Notre Dame defense on the yeah. back end. So, 
You know, that's because he was a playmaker, man. He just found, he always found a way to make plays. And that is something more than stars. Heck, that's, you want to find that trait at every position. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, man. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, I think it said perfectly. So, Folks, that's going to wrap up the the commitments of Ivan Taylor, star safety, 2025, out of Winter Garden. Actually, I keep saying Winter Garden. Winter Garden is the city. He's out of West Orange High School in the state of Florida. We are still expecting to have a, a visitor on the podcast, a special, special um, interviewee. So make sure to stay tuned here. We're going to transition back to the mailbag that we started earlier because this show has been all a little bit wonky because the announcement came a little bit later. We were trying to time it up well, but timing doesn't work sometimes. Pivots happen. We're all good here. So before we go, though, like button. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Notification bell as well on the bottom of the screen. Go to If you're listening to us on one of your favorite podcast platforms, five-star reviews are always very much appreciated, especially say you love the Notre Dame Recruiting Hour. You absolutely love it, right? You, you love it. And come back every single week for it. And also, boards.irishbreakdown.com for all your latest recruiting and team intel. But we're going to get to the mailbag next here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. <laughs>